I'd like to share a picture with you. Can you tell what this is? It's lots of toilet paper. This is not a picture from the beginning of the pandemic. This is a picture from my friend Molly, who lives in Poland. And in case you're geographically challenged, Poland just happens to be next door to Ukraine. Over the last few weeks, Molly and the facility that she lives in, which literally was built in large part by the the work of her late husband, Mike, has moved into action to bring in dozens of people fleeing from Ukraine. And so what do you need when you have people all of a sudden fleeing through your facility that you otherwise didn't have before? You need lots of things, but one of those is toilet paper. She's been sharing lots of pictures on Facebook and other social media, and it's one of those things that even at times she has pictures of people that are living in their facility now as they try to make uh, recommendations and do some administrative work to find places for these people to go live because literally these people's houses have been bombed and exist no more. They've ended up with parents in their facility that have lost their children, They've ended up with children in their facilities that have lost their parents. All the while trying to do what they can to make a difference. For a lot of us, maybe this hasn't been on the radar of what we've been most focused about. I understand that. There's a lot that happens in life. But if you want to totally just kind of jump in the midst of something that's quite ugly right now, this is one of those situations where you can do it. And it's probably one of those situations where if you start down that rabbit hole and you begin to really delve into what's going on, you have to create some space to get back out of it because it's totally overwhelming. Over 2 million people so far are refugees from the military actions of Russia. And I will admit to you that for most of this, there are no good answers. Just this weekend, I was listening to some of the experts, journalists that have reported from Russia for decades, people that are considered experts on understanding the political ramifications of what's happening in that country and with Putin especially, um, who's the president of Russia. I've been listening to people on this side of things in the U.S. who are widely considered to be experts on what happens in the world and understanding it. And, And time after time, as you listen to these people, what they all come back to is the truth that nothing is easily solved in this sort of situation. And so you have to step back from that. There's nothing I can do or most of us to do to fix that. But then I see people like Molly who just have a facility that they built to make a difference in people's lives. And they've decided that they're just going to do what they can and have all of these people come through. And many of these people are being ushered on to other countries like Germany and Spain and France. But all of these people are leaving behind all that they physically owned and held. And for many of these people, going back generations. The reason Molly does it is because she's a Christian. She'll tell you that. I've been called to make a difference in people's lives because this is the Jesus that I follow. And, you know, we were talking a lot this semester about this idea of perspective and how we should see things. And I'm not sure what we always think when we hear about this idea of perspective or how we should view the events that are happening around us, how we should view the own events in our life. 
But then I see people like Molly and so many thousands, if not tens of thousands of others who are doing the same sorts of things right now. I have friends I could tell you about this morning, I'm not because we record it, who have decided because they're followers of Jesus, they are going to remain in the Ukraine and serve those they can. Some of these people have lost their houses. Some of these people have lost their spouses. But what drives a person to do that? Because I'm a little older, just a little bit older than many of you in here, I've spent a lot of time in my life trying to make sense of what story am I really going to live out? What perspective am I really going to have of the world? And so maybe this hasn't seemed the most interesting of topics to talk about this semester, but I will tell you right now that all of us have a perspective of the way that we see things. And so what I'm going to ask you right now is, does the way you see the world, is it worth your effort? Are you wasting your time? I started thinking back to some of the words of Paul I came across this week. This is the end of a letter he writes to a group in Philippi, an ancient city. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the kind of verse that I see sometimes show up on graduation announcements. You know, be happy all the time, rejoice in God, everything's great. You know those verses, right? Those Bible verses that even if you're in a person that knows a lot about the Bible, you see a lot of times when people want to think positively. And Paul's being positive here. But many times when Paul writes these letters, he's under at least house arrest, if not just straight up arrest in a prison. Paul spends a lot of time writing to these people in the ancient world, telling them, I understand fully all the problems that you're having, and a lot of these are almost unsolvable unless you get your lives right. So Paul understands it, and yet he says, rejoice. But what captured my attention as I heard this text again was this phrase in it, the Lord is near. The reason I live this Jesus story in my life is because it proclaims that the God who created everything is near. That the God who, who is always looking out for us is near. That means, in, in large part, that he understands what we're going through. And so that when people see what's happening around us and all the chaos that's taking place, that the assumption is the Lord is near, so I should get into action and do something about this. I do not care what you're going through. I do not care. The Lord is near. I do not care how unbelievable your issues are. And I could speak at frequent this morning, frequently this morning about all the issues I'm currently facing and having to deal with. And I'm going to tell you some of them are quite unsolvable. But the Lord is near. Is the story that you're living out in your life, is it built on something where the God that we glorify so much as creator of the universe, is that story hold that the Lord is near? 
Because there's no other thing that's going to send people to try to help others. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people doing a lot right now, Christian and non-Christian alike. The thing that holds so many people right now is understanding that the Lord is near. That God is up to something. I'm not looking to waste your time this semester with the idea of perspective. What is your perspective? How do you see what's happening around you? What is driving you to be who you think you need to become? Is it the fact that the Lord is near or is there something else? There's going to be a lot more talks this semester. Some of you will be at a lot of them. I've seen how many spiritual life credits you have. These are wonderful opportunities to ask what's most important to me. Do I believe the Lord is near? If I don't, then why not? You know, there's been conversations recently. Uh, a lot of you probably haven't noticed that this is taking place, but there's been a lot of Christians that have been saying things like this. You need to be very cautious about asking questions too much of God or questioning the fact, is my faith worth having? I just want to say emphatically as I can, I find that very unhelpful, if not just wrong. Because the God we serve is ready for any question that you possibly might have. Whenever someone tells you don't ask questions like that, what that normally suggests to me is they actually don't believe very much in what they believe in. It's not that important. And it's very dismissive, right? When you come to someone and you say, here's what I'm going through. This is what I'm struggling with. These are the problems I have. And what if someone just sits back? Even if they don't say it, but they just have that look, and you know that look that basically says, eh, that's not very much. Or the person begins to say, let me tell you what I'm dealing with. Yeah, they try to one-up you. You have friends like that in your life. Let's all admit it. That's not the God I serve. The God I serve is right in the midst of what's happening in Ukraine right now, working to make a difference. Well, you better believe there are people who have long claimed to be people of faith that are going, where is God? God's okay with that. And as we talk about perspective, as we talk about what it means to see how we see things around us, these are opportunities to decide, is what I believe in worth believing in or is it not? This morning, as we kind of wrap up at least my time up here, I did want to call us to attention that the world is a big, ugly place. And there are times that we really just can't do much about that at all. But we can seek for ways that God calls us forward. You, we will always have moments in our life where the messiness is around us, the chaos is around us, and the God that I claim to serve is a God who invites us into the midst of that. Questions and struggles, I've hit the mic twice. Um, questions and struggles and everything that happens with that and calls us to know that the Lord is near. Let's pray. Our God, I'm thankful for all the people that are in here this morning. And we come from such different places. Some of us have called to you from the time we were born. And there's some of us in this room that have never really, maybe even till here, given much thought to who you are. But God, all of us, can begin to learn that you are near to us and that we rejoice that there is someone out there, not far away, but close by, who calls us into the midst of what's happening in our lives. God, for those in this room today that are struggling greatly, 
who have such obstacles that they can't see a way forward, I ask that you make yourself near, that you give them peace, that you work through friends and strangers alike to show them towards you. For those of us in the room today, God, that have been asked to step out in faith on behalf of other people, I ask that you give us courage to know that you are near. And God, as we look at something like Ukraine and we look around the world and we see so much war and strife, we see genocide, we see things that should not happen, even in our own communities, even here on campus where there truly are injustices at times that we need you to step up. God, we have questions we don't understand, but we have faith that you are near. So God, call us forward to be people who seek you. And as we, as we seek out what it means to have a, a healthy perspective of our world, God, we ask that you call us forward and that you change us and transform us because we know that you are near. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.